0: Guess what, guys?
1: We're not doctors. No, we are not. So, if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever.
0: So, be
1: careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You all know how much we love ProCare. We talk about them all the time, pretty much in every episode we record. Pretty much. So we are really, really excited to announce. They are sponsoring that podcast. Yay! Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Yes! And we truly believe in their product because we take them every single day. I take their one-a-day capsule. Yes. And I take their one-a-day chewable. It's freaking delicious. And not only do they have multivitamins, but they have calcium chews. Yeah. Delicious calcium chews. The salted caramel is to die for. Oh, and the cinnamon roll, guys, tastes like a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They also have dinner mint, but mm-hmm. our favorite, favorite,
0: yes. is a dark chocolate for two reasons. One, you can have it at nighttime for a treat mm-hmm. or
1: make a s'more out of it. We've done it. Freaking bomb. How cool is that? So go now to ProCareNow.com and use code OSLP for 10% off. All righty.
0: Now go now. What are you waiting for? Go get your vitamins. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family.
1: Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our Sleep Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Maha. And we're in Florida. Yes, and we are. And we're back at the Duck Duck Production Studio. Heck yeah, this is so much
0: fun. I love their studio.
1: I know. We talk about it all the time. We do. <laughs> we're
0: we like, do. oh, yeah, when we were in Florida, we got to go to Duck Duck. Can we got to go to this professional studio. Yeah. Be jealous, no? Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of
1: famous. <laughs> um, well, so we have Dr. Dovek in the building again, and we're in person. We're in person. We're not person. Awesome. I know
2: I have a fancy microphone. Yes, oh, do. don't they sound so good? do. Yes. Yes.
1: It's a different sound when you're in person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first, I remember the first time we did Zoom. I'm going to squirrel for a oh, moment. Totally fine. And I was like, Mel, I don't like the audio. And she's like, Kelly, that's just the way it is with Zoom. And, and I'm Zoom. like, but
2: can we fix it? I don't like it. I like, <laughs> you know yours is professional. Mine sounds like I'm in a bathroom 10 feet away. You know, like yeah. it's not good. It's not good.
1: Well, it's everybody. I mean, Zoom's just not right Built i had that. to show her other podcasts that's had zoom because i'm yep.
0: like i've cleaned this as much as i can yes <laughs> there's, there's only so much, much we can <laughs> do
1: <laughs> so squirrel moment we'll uh get back and we also have hannah yeah. in the building a
0: registered dietitian yes and works and with dr d so yes yes really we're cool. so
1: excited to have you on and we're gonna talk about this is a very highly requested video so or Episode, episode because we did the complications on the sleeve. Yes. And so we got many many messages, what are the complications for bypass?
2: Well, I think it's mm. so cool that you know, you guys liked the episode yes. on the sleeve mm. complications. Yeah. Because our whole platform and why mm-hmm. you guys do what you do in the bariatric community is to really just break down the stigma around mm. weight loss surgery and mm. get more patients interested in it and mm. making it more normal. Yeah. But with that, I, I like that people are making informed decisions. Mm-hmm. They want to really get, you know, be educated about mm-hmm. it. And I'm, I'm glad it was well received. And yes. so we're going to be talking all things bypass today. Yay. And yeah. I have Hannah Schuyler here too, who's going to talk a lot about when things happen, mm-hmm. what you can do from a nutritional standpoint. Mm-hmm. A to keep yourself repleted and yeah. make sure you don't get deficiencies during all of these things. Because that's a big it's, that's a big part. That that's yeah. actually something it's almost like a silent thing that sneaks mm-hmm. up on you if you're a bad boy or girl, bad patient mm-hmm. who's not taking their vitamins. Mm-hmm. Those things can be a a big issue. And I know we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. that in the past. Yeah, yeah I mean like,
1: vitamins are huge. And we didn't realize how big, how important they were for our journey until we started Talking with ProCare and taking all the vitamins. And we feel so much better because I was not, like, on a schedule with my vitamins. And now I have an absolute schedule and I feel better. Yeah. We travel with it, like –
0: pro care stuff is in our freaking yes I have all of it Nick really went into detail like why it's so important and what chemicals are really doing in your body and like mm-hmm. being like vitamin D deficient mm-hmm. is not a good thing no. no you need to have B12s like they're super <clears throat> important to things and then we're like oh we didn't realize how important this was well. we yeah. better take those now
3: oh, crap mm-hmm. <laughs> vitamin mm-hmm. D does like everything in our body right yes it's like everybody's like oh it's from the sun and it's like no it does like all the things <laughs> it does all the yeah. things all of them yes and so many people are deficient yeah so. mm-hmm. But then when you have absorption issues on top of that, like, oh, my God. Okay. I was severely deficient, deficient before
0: I was. Oh, I, me too. Surgery. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. after surgery, I had to have 50,000 IUs a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The repletion. Yeah. Is that kind of normal to take that much?
3: Um, That's like a repletion. So okay. it would be like a course that somebody would take for a certain period Got of it. time. So if okay. you were to check your levels and you were low, your doctor might prescribe you for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that would be. Bypass, you know, surgery, not. That would be anybody. Just, it's
1: surgery in general. Any, oh, yeah. Well, anybody.
3: Oh, People okay. in general. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know.
0: when Dr. Patterson did mine, she was like, we have to start this now. Like, yes. This, yeah. is not, this, so is this is not. Is this is not going. This is bad. Okay. Whoopsies.
3: Well, well, and being in Oregon, you're probably not getting the most sunshine no. out of it. Uh, no,
1: no. It, we were driving here, and I'm like, it is 80. It's 80
2: degrees outside. In December. In this December.
0: I know. It's, it's great. It's with awesome. The top down. Yeah.
2: Oh, there you oh go. You guys so got good. a convertible? No. Hannah. Oh, you
0: have one? I was borrowing one, yeah. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <It's just made>. me. <laughs> Fancy. And I think the bypass gets yes. a rap for mal- malnutrition, too. It's a bad rap
2: mm. all around. Yeah. So I am glad we're going to break down some misconceptions mm. about the bypass, and we're going to talk about if... Again, very, very Mm -hmm. rare. But if something were to happen to you, Mm -hmm. what are those things and how do you help with those complications? Yeah, Let's get into it. All right. So to understand um, the gastric bypass complications, you have to have a relatively basic understanding of the anatomy. Yes. So I would suggest... if you, of course, are walking around, I would pause this and Google gastric bypass image so you can see it mm-hmm. if you don't quite understand it. Because it's confusing when I'm like, this goes here and this goes there. Mm-hmm. Like, without seeing the picture, it's yeah. hard. So yes. pull out a picture and check it out. So just to briefly review, your stomach will go from the size of a football, okay, roughly, mm-hmm. with the bypass, down to the size of about a thumb. That's so crazy. Yeah. So we use sizing tubes to make that thumb mm-hmm. size pouch, mm-hmm. roughly. So I use a 32 French um, – it's actually called a bougie. <laughs> um, we're talking about bougie convertibles over here. So, um, <laughs> I promise it's
3: not bougie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the, the stomach goes down um, to about that, and we, so we, we measure it. And then what happens is the remainder of the stomach stays mm-hmm. inside of the patient, and it's bypassed, which is why it's called a gastric bypass because the stomach Mm -hmm. is bypassed. So 95% is making the stomach or digestive juices that go downstream. And then when you eat food, you'll put it in your mouth, you'll swallow it. It'll go in the tube in your chest called Mm -hmm. the esophagus into that thumb size pouch. And now we hook it up directly to the small intestine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So food and drink goes straight on down the bypass stomach. And the first part of the small intestine does its thing. And then at the Y connection downstream, is where they join up. Mm. All right, so there's different connections here. There's mm-hmm. different staple lines and connections. And um, everybody, another plug: you should watch um, when you yeah. guys came into the yes. OR with me yes. a few months ago, and they got to see the gastric bypass. Mm-hmm. They saw the instruments that we use, mm-hmm. and you can see the stapling devices and that sort of thing. The gate, yeah. And that's how I realized the thumb size really is a thumb size, guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone sees it. It's I take so pictures nuts. of it. I'm like, oh look how cute. Yeah. And then when you <laughs> look camera and see the remainder of the stomach. The 95. You're like, wait, that's. Whenever I show patients, families in the waiting room, I go Mm -hmm. through their pictures. I always Mm -hmm. take the same nine. And I'm like, this is this is their new stomach. Mm -hmm. And they're always the family's like, wait, Mm -hmm. like, how can that be? And then Mm -hmm. we go into the and and it it looks surprising. Mm -hmm. However, however, you still can eat, you know, upwards of four to five ounces of protein Mm -hmm. in a sitting with it. It it doesn't (laughs) seem like it can happen if it's that small, but but you still can. Well, your stomach stretches and m- around the food
1: a little so, bit yeah, yeah i mean it
2: doesn't it's never going to stretch back out to the full size by no. any means or anything like that but yes it, it, you get more used to it with time well when, mm-hmm. when the food hits in your stomach
0: like your bile and everything's like kind of contracting and moving around So and that's an interesting right?
2: question that's such a that's such an interesting <sighs> thing you just said so bile okay yeah. so bile is made in the liver okay bile is stored in the gallbladder okay, okay. so if you have your gallbladder removed, mm-hmm. it can go directly down into some of the ducts into the small intestine. So bile helps to digest mainly fat. And it's mm-hmm. um, and so it, having your gallbladder out is not the biggest deal mm-hmm. because, because it's still being made in the liver. Gotcha. But the, the, but the thing about this is what why it's interesting, and it goes into the complication speech, mm-hmm. is because bile is being dumped into the part of the small intestine that is bypassed. Mm-hmm. Oh. So – Traditionally, the bile was still always there, but you would start to, in the first part of the small intestine, if, before surgery, mm-hmm. when things go through your stomach, through the pylorus, into the small intestine, bile will meet up with it right then. But now the bile has to travel downstream and it doesn't meet up with the food until the Y connection. Oh. Uh, so the big thing I'm trying to say here is that if you are vomiting bile, mm-hmm. if you're vomiting bile after a gastric bypass, it is a surgical emergency period. Oh. You so how do you know you're vomiting bile?
1: If oh, it's like tastes. a
2: yellowish, a greenish. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not just like spit or it's not just food. Mm-hmm. If you're on an empty stomach and something you feel very nauseous, you're vomiting, yellow or green comes up, mm-hmm. it means that you have a bowel obstruction. Mm-hmm. In other words, your small intestine at some point um, around, probably the JJ connection, mm-hmm. which by the way is the connection of small intestine to small intestine. It's called jejunum to jejunum, the jejuno-jejunostomy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the JJ connection. I'm, I'm impressed
1: that you said that. I like, mean, you got it all right. There'll <laughs> be a being, test at the end. Yeah. yeah. There's There's <gasps>
2: the thing about being in healthcare is that we basically learn another language so that everyone thinks we're like super duper smart. Um, <laughs> but in reality, it's like, you know, but it's just called the JJ, for yes. short. The
0: JJ. So
2: at the JJ, let's say you get a kink there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Or an obstruction somewhere. Mm -hmm. If there's an obstruction, think of it like your pipes. If there's something blocking it, everything above it is going to come out. You could uh, flood your bathroom. It oh. could all come out and nothing's getting through big hairballs there. Nothing's going to get through beyond to go all through the pipes. Okay. It's exactly <sighs> like that. I'm kind of a glorified plumber, if you will, because <laughs> if it's stuck there yeah. and it's stuck so much that it's a complete obstruction, mm-hmm. it's blocked completely. It's, I always think of it like, um, even like a balloon animal. Mm-hmm. If it's like kinked there, mm-hmm. everything below that is like this, like little shriveled up balloon. Everything above it is really dilated or, mm-hmm. or, 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 um, Distended, okay. so your abdomen will be like very bloated. If mm-hmm. someone's bloated, they um, have a lot of abdominal pain, mm-hmm. or they're vomiting bile. They're they're gonna probably have to go to the operating room.
0: Oh, that sounds scary.
2: So it's it, if. That's the thing. It can be typically done laparoscopically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so a lot of times you're miserable. The intestines do not like to be kinked.
1: No, they, no. Don't, like, they yeah. don't like. painful. They
2: don't like to have their blood supply com- potentially compromised. Mm-hmm. So if you feel this way, so let's talk about a number of things. When can this happen? How mm-hmm. does this present? Yeah. What should you do? Yeah. How do you know that it's happening? Mm-hmm. All right, so there's different things. There's right after surgery, and then there's Mm long-term. So these things are typically due to something called an internal hernia. Mm. Mm-hmm. An internal hernia is by rearranging the intestines, there's these little areas, two of them actually. There's one um, at the JJ area and there's another one called Peterson's defect. Mm. So there's these, by bringing up the small intestine to hook it into the stomach pouch, you now have this one big open area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I have to do during the original operation is I close yeah. that with permanent suture. Mm-hmm. You can check it out on the video yeah. as well. Yeah, well, I
0: just pictured it because you did that for a long time. Well, I remember was... you talking
2: and just like well that was me sewing the intestines and things together Mm -hmm. but this is um this is me sewing together um I'm actually like sewing fat to fat with a permanent suture to try to close up that hole that I made yes now let's say in a perfect world you lose weight all of a sudden the fat dissolves and then this now you have this hole reoccurs Mm -hmm. if the intestines snake into that hole and then they can't get back out It can cause them to be angry and then potentially obstruct. So a lot of times what Uh. they do is the hernia means there's like the hole, the defect. I take the intestines back out of the hole, put them back where they belong, and then I have to re that hole closed. Wow. What does that sound such a random question? Where does that hole go to, though? So the hole, it's, again, you have to kind of look at it in a picture. So it's when you bring up, so the intestines bring up to the stomach pouch, Mm. there's this Area here where it wasn't there before. I created oh, that. It's created like a surgeon-made hole. Made hole. Gotcha. I made the hole by doing the bypass. Got it. If you didn't have, if you didn't have surgery, mm-hmm. you the chance of you having an internal hernia are, are none because you don't have these internal hernia defects type mm. spots so. so we make those okay. and so we know as a society it's standard of care you must close the hernia defects mm. because that will help to mitigate this potential for things to slide in there and get stuck God. okay okay so how do you know you have a hernia great so the symptoms of this so with a hernia you will it typically happens years after surgery so it's normally a cr- it's something that happens long-term. Mm-hmm. It normally doesn't happen the first days after surgery. Okay, So you'll, you'll have this, they, they have a very distinct way of um, actually moving in their hand. And they'll say, when I, I eat, I get this severe pain. And it's like almost in, the, in this like very diffuse or very across the entire abdomen, okay, okay. like pain right here in the center. Okay. It just feels like it's a lot of pain. It bears to my back. Okay. I have like really bad back pain now all of a sudden. And... And so then we'll say, always go and get a CAT scan. Mm
0: -hmm, So the
2: CAT scan has a very characteristic finding, and it's called a swirl. it looks like the eye of a tornado the eye of a storm because what happens is when the intestines go in there they'll kink and you can see their um their their vasculature their their veins and their arteries you can see them in it so when you're scrolling up and down on a cat scan when i'm reading it you can look at it go like it's like twirling like um it looks like a it's called a swirl sign gotcha now the thing is there are so if you happen to go let's say You went somewhere and then you moved, and so you're not around a bariatric center. Mm -hmm. So you go to you know your local ER, Mm -hmm. you get the CAT scan done, and then they say everything looks good. The thing is, sometimes this is so to us, it's like. 101 because mm-hmm. it's it's such like this is what I'm I'm looking for the mesenteric mm-hmm. swirl sign mm-hmm. yeah but sometimes if they don't do a lot of bariatrics at their particular hospital or the mm-hmm. radiologist is just not thinking about looking for this characteristic mm-hmm. um eye of the storm mm-hmm. then it can be missed oh. and so that is something that you to really advocate for yourself mm-hmm. as a patient mm-hmm. you if you go to an ER and they do a cat scan you should specifically ask, is there an obstruction? Mm-hmm. Is there a mesenteric swirl sign? They're going to be like, what? Say what? <laughs> um, and, um, and if you should say, I, I really want the, the ER physician or the physician that's taking care of me, um, A, did the surgeon review the, C- the CT scan mm-hmm. personally? And B, um, can they do, uh, you can do like a consult with the radiologist where we go into their dark rooms mm-hmm. and then we sit with them and look over the film. Like, Can I say, you know, you said that there wasn't anything there, but can we sit down together and look at this case? I'm going to tell you clinical picture because what they Mm. see is only the images they don't know Mm. that they've been vomiting bile they've been miserable Mm. with this um this really um it's it's intermittent it's like waves so as long as they're not eating it's not bad Mm as soon as they eat the intestines start to peristals or um kind of try to move things um from your mouth to your anus move things forward so if when and when you're trying to propulse food forward when it hits that kind of area of kink or where it's kind of stuck or edematous, in other words, swollen, it will cause severe pain as it tries to get through yeah. there. So also, if you are not passing gas, mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm so bloated, I'm getting more bloated, and I haven't, um, I haven't passed gas mm-hmm. in a little bit, passing gas is way more important mm-hmm. to us than actually having a bowel movement, mm-hmm. oh, because wow. the the because some things are in your system. Some people say to me like, I haven't eaten anything in days, I probably won't poop, and I'm like, yeah, but you still will have, you'll still have something old in there regardless Mm -hmm. air though travels very fast so the air that you swallow right now is what comes out um, by passing gas and so it's very important Mm -hmm. that okay i had a bowel movement today but did you pass gas that is what we want to know did you pass gas vomiting bile means that there's there's an obstruction you and it's not going to typically get better by mm-hmm. watching you let's watch and wait mm-hmm. let's just give you some IV fluids let's chill let's see what happens yeah. the wait and see game does not work when you're vomiting mm-hmm. bile if you had a gastric bypass and you are vomiting bile i'm going to repeat it one more time mm-hmm. it is a surgical mm-hmm. emergency go yeah. to your local emergency room yeah don't yes. wait i don't know why people wait yeah don't wait just go because just you don't want to be wrong and you don't want to waste anyone's time you don't want to waste your own time you don't want to waste you don't want to look you silly don't, yeah you don't want to look yeah, stupid right.
1: and so i mean i've i've done that i'm yeah. like I'm just going to wait it out. No, you need to go to the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. I <laughs> there's know. just, there's you, no other way around You know,
2: it. it's something that, you know, we, we all do that where we, we don't want to look like, um, like we're a complainer or yeah. a whiner. Like I'm tough. I can handle. It. I'm tough. And sometimes I'm like, when I look at CAT scans and stuff, I'm like. Dude, who are you? You are superhuman, but yeah. that's not a compliment right now. That's that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, when I
0: broke, so I have titanium from knee down on my left side. Oh, wow. Because I have a spiral fracture that went from, like, all the way down to my ankle. So I have five screws in my ankle and two screws in my knee. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, like, when I went to Hope Orthopedics, I didn't know. I was so scared to, like, move because it hurt. But, like, I they had to, like, assess me because – no one would touch me because they're like, "This is a very scary um, surgery. We're not touching you. We're in Salem." So they had to like figure out who could. Yeah. So I had to go to this place, and I didn't bring any. Um, I was like, "Can I finally take my pain meds?" And he's like hold on, you're not even taking right now. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what you needed to do. And I just didn't want to have that in my system. And he oh, was like, oh, girl, I'm getting them right now. Like yeah. you can't be moving around. And that's like, duh. Like in my head, I'm like, why did I was like toughing that out? Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Like they want you to feel comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know.
2: Yeah. I know. It's like, just be comfortable. <laughs> I know. Be comfortable in all and also try to go to a place that has a bariatric surgeon. Yeah. yeah. So general. So as you know, we are general surgeons by trade, and mm-hmm. general surgeons can absolutely do these operations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, as a person that does the internal hernias, I know exactly like how to technically do it to keep it laparoscopic. Again, that's the tiny little incisions mm-hmm. instead of um, my my need to go from a laparoscopic to an open incision is virtually zero. Like oh, I wow. don't convert to open. Um, actually I've never done that. I've done over four thousand surgeries. So I don't convert to open um if I can help. I'm just yeah. I'm actually so much more comfortable laparoscopic. And yeah. some surgeons are so much more comfortable open. Mm-hmm. So big incisions means bigger recovery and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Well, in the
0: air, right? Like you don't want someone to be open for too long. Isn't that like a thing or no?
2: No, that's not really it. It's more about um, afterwards. You could get a hernia at this Mm -hmm. big incision. You're in the hospital for days and days. It hurts bad. Mm -hmm. You could potentially have a wound infection, um, especially if um, you are still struggling with your weight Mm -hmm. um, and you have to go through more like adipose tissue or fat tissue Mm -hmm. to get into the abdomen. Um, Healing after that is is not good. Okay, because okay. I
1: remember getting my gallbladder out um, before surgery, and so I was bigger, and I remember having it out, and it took me. Everybody's like, "Oh, it'll th- you'll be better in a week, and no problem." And it took me like three weeks mm-hmm. to get through that. So mm-hmm. that makes more sense to, because they did open it, because they opened, opened me. Amazing. Yeah. So, you had an
2: open you had an open gallbladder. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So you have the big incision underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. That's special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That actually is the most painful, um, one of the most painful incisions because – Normally, when you go when you get into an abdomen, you mm-hmm. normally go up and down in the midline. Mm-hmm. Because think about like um, pictures of like the way the six pack muscles mm-hmm. look, the rectus muscles, yeah. and then there's this like white line in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Mm-hmm. So there's not much much muscle. When mm-hmm. you do a gallbladder, it's called a coker incision. Mm-hmm. When you do a coker incision, which is extends from the xiphoid process all the mm-hmm. way to your right side by your rib cages, mm-hmm. you cut through. Transverse abdominis, rectus muscle. You cut through, mm. you you have to like cut through so much muscle mm. and fascia and tissue that it is brutal. It is
1: very painful. Uh-huh. It is very painful. I learned oh, something man. about you today. Yeah. I had no
2: idea you had an open hug uh, and yeah. a cochrane yeah. incision under that, he... that elephant, huh? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, and I had to, they wouldn't do my surgery for the longest time. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. And I was like, no, I'm in pain. Uh-huh. Like, what? Like, I, my gallbladder was like less than seven percent function.
2: Oh wow! So you had a really poor ejection fraction. Mm-hmm. So, so there. Yeah, talking about gallbladder um, situations, and then I want to pull Hannah in here to talk a little bit about um, how you recover. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't want let, to. Let's not go off the internal hernia conversation yet. So, okay. yeah. internal hernia, bowel obstruction. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you've had the procedure mm-hmm. and now you're going to be recovering from it. Okay. So I want to just recap on the importance of what types of like nutrients you need to be taking because when you're sick, you mm-hmm. have another surgery, you're going to deplete your your stores very quickly. Okay. So afterwards, all these things are like the foundation of like the vitamins, the calcium, the food that you should be eating. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of like get your strength back and restore yourself so that you can start functioning yes. a little bit better? Yeah. Yes. Well, we get
1: that question a lot. A lot. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
3: with any surgery, and this is weight loss surgery, this is general surgery, this is anybody, mm-hmm. protein, 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 because mm-hmm. like protein heals. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's so important to get that in. And I would say if you're not feeling well, get the shakes like that's that's totally fine. It's Mm going to be easier to digest. You're going to feel, you know, kind of go back to those really basics. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, the other thing and same, this is any surgery fluid. Mm -hmm. Don't get dehydrated. Like, you were just in the hospital. You just had surgery. Mm-hmm. Don't go back to the hospital now yes. because you aren't drinking your fluids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then, of course, it's, it is. It's it's taking the vitamins. Because, like I said, vitamin D helps with literally everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, all your B vitamins are going to help with that that restoration and that healing process. And when you've had, like, gastric bypass and you're not absorbing like you used to. Mm-hmm. And if you think about vitamin and mineral intake, like, so many people are deficient in things anyway. And mm-hmm. we're eating a full-sized you know, caloric amount. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you cut those calories down and and the intake down, you're just never going to really meet those needs Mm -hmm. based on the amount of food you're taking. And that's why the the vitamin and mineral supplementation is so important as well because you're not absorbing it as much and you're just not able to get it from food it's not mm. realistic okay Um. and so just making sure you really get back to that foundation and I would say rest I mean I'm always a proponent of rest mm. thank um, you ma'am. Yes. preach because, the rest and I think so many people want to push it they're yeah. like again it's it's going back to that tough it out thing of mm-hmm. like well I'm strong I can do this I can go back it's like no you're, you you mm-hmm. just went through surgery like yeah. and and your body is maybe and again depending on where you are in your weight loss you may also be fighting chronic inflammation you mm-hmm. might be fighting some other kind of some issues going on systemically so like take the rest your body and your
0: brain needs to shut down for uh, a little while (laughs) right
3: exactly and i think that's a good point too mental rest is so important because like mentally being stressed about it you know
0: People just do too much. That's the they reality. Do. People think they can do way too much. I do it all the time. Right. And, and it's frustrating. It's like, no, we still have to sleep.
3: Yeah. Sleep. And of course, then you think, how many, what's the percentage of women that are getting bypass or getting bariatric surgery is so much higher? So like childcare. Yeah you know get someone to help
2: you out oh i know oh i hear that all the time like so can i go home immediately after surgery and can i like do everything for my like two toddlers you know that you hear you're like oh geez yeah reason why they say Mm -hmm.
0: it takes a village to raise right right? Mm -hmm. because it really does you need more than just the mom Mm -hmm. or just the dad sometimes you need like multiple people Mm -hmm. yeah especially the help you have yeah
1: right utilize the you're utilizing your tool In your stomach. So utilize Mm -hmm. the people that you have in your life and kind of set it up. Haley, who we have on the Bariatric Diaries, she actually had people that while she was on liquid diet, she had her friends and family. Like they brought her meals for the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that she didn't have to be cooking. That's a great
2: tip. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And she, they actually set it up for a month, two weeks before, two weeks after. And all of her friends like shared making meals for her and like really checking on her. And very supportive. Yeah. Very she supportive. she has, like, awesome. three
0: kids. Yeah.
1: So, like... Yeah. Her wow. Her husband has two, and she has one, I believe. Yeah. So
2: Wow. That is... I mean, that's that's what you have to do. I just mm-hmm. went to this... Um, there's actually a place here in Florida. It's called the Human Performance Institute. Okay. And I was invited there as part of this dinner. It was such a cool thing, but uh, something a little different. We took a tour of the facilities, mm-hmm. and then they told us a little bit about their, like, mission and, and mm-hmm. how there's like, they bring a lot of people from like corporations there because they consider them like corporate athletes. So like, how do you, how do you perform at your highest level Uh in all of life? Mm -hmm. So they have all this thing about like, when you're, if you're, how do you break like linearity and what you're doing? So let's say Mm -hmm. you're standing, you might need to sit. If you're sitting, you might need to stand or you might, if you're standing, you might need to move. Like, how do you like constantly like help with your body? But there was one concept that they said, which is, when you're under stress of any type, mm-hmm. like you're saying, physical stress, mental mm-hmm. stress. In this case, of course, it's is your 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 body, body or yeah. you're really, really, really stressed. Mm-hmm. The, the the only way to ever get back to it is to have a full recovery. It's about this 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 ying and yang of stress and recovery, stress and recovery. Mm-hmm. But in stress is where you progress to, where you move forward. So, mm-hmm. I know some of these things are like, what's the good in this, but it. And it really just makes you well, think
0: recovery is just so important. Like you mm. can't get back to what you want to do unless you're fully recovered. Mm-hmm. So stop trying to do stuff when you're not fully recovered. Exactly. I feel like you're talking to me. Um, <laughs> oh. No, actually I'm talking to Ann. <laughs> right because yes. she had foot surgery like right before Thanksgiving and she is stubborn and wants to make sure her house is clean for Thanksgiving. Family's coming over. And so she will randomly like try to walk on it. And Missy, you got a staph infection. Ooh. so now your recovery is a little bit longer.
2: You better be careful with uh, that. You could get an amputation.
0: Yeah. Right. So I love you, girlfriend, but stop being so stubborn. You guys need to get your Sit rest. Down. You Sit down. Sit down, Anne. Recovery. <laughs> and side note with you with the protein, like we heard that from Dr. Betis. So like mm-hmm. when you get plastic surgery, he wants you up to like 130 grams oh, yeah. of protein, like huge amounts. Mm-hmm. And then I also watched an interview with Travis Barker. And when he got in that plane accident yeah, mm-hmm. for his recovery, he's a vegan. And it was taking really long. And they told him, like, you need, like, animal protein. Mm-hmm. And he finally did it. And then he recovered really quickly. Wow. So, like, there is a real thing with protein, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Get oh, your protein in your, your mm-hmm. meats and your veggies. Well, and whatever. that's yeah. why
1: you say, like, you have to get this about after surgery. Because mm-hmm. it does help with recovery. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the water and the protein. You just have to balance yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I know yeah. you guys hear it over and over again, yeah, but sometimes yeah. you you hear it. Rah, 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 wait, yeah. right. you gotta like, am I actually doing this? Am I actually right. applying this to mm. my life and my you know my everyday habits? Is right. this my routine? Mm-hmm. And if not, I mean, we're fortunate enough to have Hannah here um, on our team, mm-hmm. and hopefully you still have contact with your own bariatric program, and mm-hmm. you're following up with your dietitian, you're getting your labs checked, mm-hmm. you're taking your vitamins and your and your protein and all the things that you need to do. Well,
0: and I challenge you, like the people that are listening. Just do it for a month. Drink mm-hmm. all your water you for a feel? month, and drink all your mm-hmm. and get all your protein. Just just test it, because I like, I understand the whole like Charlie Brown wah wah wah. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> that's we, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, and, wah wah. And wah, we wah. talk about it all the time, but until like. Until you guys actually do it, you'll know why we're saying it. Because um, you can feel it in your you body. Can. It's like, almost like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, Almost. You know? <laughs> almost. I mean, they I'm still on the fence. We but... didn't go to all these years of school. That's <laughs> yes. fine. We don't, we don't say it
3: all the time just because we feel like it. Yeah. 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 And
0: we're not saying these things just to hear ourselves talk. Like, oh, I know. No. there's a meaning behind Yeah. It. But- And I think that's with
3: anything we recommend. You know, it's like 30 minutes of exercise. Well, Mm -hmm. I can sit there and say it all day long. But once you do it, like you said, you feel better. You You know, once you do these certain things, it's like, oh,
1: okay. Well, the thought of it is, I think, overwhelming because you're taking it as like, oh, my God, I have to get 64 ounces of protein or water. And you're like, how am I supposed to do this? You take it. You say, okay, I'm going to take 10 here. 10 here. You break it up because the big number looks so overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know, just same with exercise, like just getting to exercise seems so overwhelming. And I know a lot of people going into the gym for the first time after surgery, like it's scary and it's overwhelming. But once you're there and you're doing those things, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Mm -hmm. You've got this. It's just the whole the, the whole picture can be overwhelmed yes. too yeah. actually
2: I heard something you two are gonna love this oh and, I, and I, let me do the post first and you guys can steal it if you want to <laughs> <laughs> um, okay let me make sure I get it right Um the first step in kicking ass is picking up your foot. So it's oh, like <laughs> you have to take the first step and then you uh, can start to do it. Wow. And I think, I mean, it's, it's, always, it's, it's always about the first step, the first click to the website mm-hmm. to get started with your weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. The first, you know, the day that, that's why I love New Year's. And, and you can do this any day, obviously, mm-hmm. but I just love the idea of let me reevaluate my life and let mm-hmm. me get back on track. Mm-hmm. I, I love
1: it too. I hate that it, they kind of fall off like, because a lot of people use New Year's as a as a tool to like, okay, I'm gonna get healthy, and then three weeks in, you're like, okay, well that. Didn't oh, I happen. know. Well, yeah. also people set terrible goals. Like, yeah. what a
3: terrible goal that is! Is I'm yeah. gonna get healthy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, like, what does that mean yeah. to you? And that's what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. when you look at this big picture and you say, oh my god, I need seventy to 100 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. I need 64 ounces of fluid. Like. But if you say, okay, well, this hour, I'm going to drink six ounces of Mm -hmm. fluid. And then the next hour, I'm going to drink six ounces Mm -hmm. of fluid. And like I'm going to get through it. Mm -hmm. That's a real goal to Mm -hmm. set versus every single day, I'm going to meet this gigantic sounding goal in my head. Yeah. And
1: I actually set an early New Year's resolution. Um, So I decided that once a month, I'm going to try something new. that I've never done before. So we were actually talking about it. And I was like... I feel so much better when I do those things because mm-hmm. I'm realizing, oh, I am living my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm challenging everybody to do this. Like, yeah. so Tell us what phase. you've been doing. Yeah. What's your first thing? So the first thing was Disneyland because I had never been to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And so I went on all these rides. And even though I was scared, like uh, we went to California Adventure and the Incredicoaster, it goes upside down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about this. But I went on it and I had a blast. And we ended up going on it five times. Like, so, awesome. I found something that I really truly love because I tried something. I, I risked it. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, just do it. Because if it doesn't, even if you're a little scared, just do it. And it's the same with the bariatric surgery it's scary, yeah. it's yeah. a surgery. But if you take that first step and you move forward, like, look at how much better our lives are. Seriously. Just because we decided to take a chance mm-hmm. on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we believe in yourself and That's we put real. ourselves first yeah. for mm-hmm. the
2: first time. Wow. Let me let us talk about surgery. Let's talk about these surgeries and taking that first step mm-hmm. and believing in yourself. Because I have a feeling the people who are really attracted to this episode mm-hmm. are the people who are still pre-op. Yes. Yeah. And they're and they're, yes. you're just devouring. You're like drinking mm-hmm. out of the water hose mm-hmm. everything you can get and mm-hmm. make sure you're prepared and make sure you understand it. And do mm-hmm. I want to do it? Let me listen to this one with one ear. Oh, do I yeah. want to hear about <laughs> the complications <laughs> and all of that? Right. And you know we talk a lot about in our other um, Dr. Devak Diaries about mm-hmm. what surgery should you pick. Mm -hmm. And and we were just chatting before the podcast started about the trends in bariatric Mm -hmm. surgery. So the trends have been just so fascinating you guys should google it and, and you can see the images of the spike so oh, yeah. there's the big spike of the vertical band of gastroplasty or stomach stapling mm-hmm. then there was the big spike in lap band mm-hmm. and then there was um the bypass kind of made a comeback mm-hmm. and now it's it's really on the up and up still with the sleeve mm-hmm. however it's been very interesting in that the the gastric bypass has always been a player. Mm-hmm. It's been a player for over 60 years. Oh, it's oh wow. It's 60, been a, it's the, it the longest six, yeah. one. It is the original. It is. It is the icon. It is the one that is very hard to replicate. It's grandfathered. In. It <laughs> keeps showing anywhere. up. This guy, he keeps coming back. And it's something that is. Um, it's hard to replicate the results of the bypass. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little slick things, and there's we're always com- constantly innovating and progressing and learning mm-hmm. with medical device companies and the techniques and mm-hmm. our collaboration amongst our partners. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I mean, we keep advancing the field. However, um, it's interesting that I do think the bypass is going to make a an even bigger comeback. it's going to it, it's, it's like it be is. An, it's on the mm-hmm. upswing. Yeah, I, think. Yeah. I but, think the the heartburn is a big player in that. Absolutely. After the sleeve, after the yeah. sleeve. Yep. That's something that we talked about on the sleeve complication mm-hmm. issue at length about, but it's some, important to think about that. Mm-hmm. If you're out there listening, and the thing is, the sleeve is really, really popular mm-hmm. because a lot of people are getting it. You ladies both have yeah. had the sleeve. Yeah, we both had it. And I've done it incredibly well. Yep. Operating time is a little bit shorter with the mm-hmm. sleeve. It seems to make sense. Your anatomy is the same, just mm-hmm. removing the storage capacity of the stomach. However, the acid reflux, my friends, I'm just going to say uh, this one too. It's real. So yes, okay. see, that's the thing. Kelly's is experiencing a little mm-hmm. bit of acid reflux mm-hmm. now after the sleeve. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you, if you're before surgery, mm-hmm. if you're pre-op and you have a great deal of acid reflux, mm-hmm. if you have a hiatal hernia, if you take medications that are either over the counter, like Nexium, Omeprazole, mm. Prilosec, um, protonic, something so right like right that. Yep. I feel like she named
0: like two things that you take. Or yeah. yeah,
1: oh, you're taking more than
2: one agent. I'm, I'm
1: taking. Well, at one point I was, not yeah. anymore. I'm just taking
2: the one. But so yeah, if you're taking it. meds, if you're if you are if you're somebody that like, ooh, you know. You've ever been to the ER because you thought you were having a heart attack, but it turned mm-hmm. out to be reflux. Mm-hmm. Time out, my friends. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know that a lot of people again put their fingers in their ear about the gastric bypass. Mm-hmm. I don't want that one. It's way more complex. Mm-hmm. It's it's way more invasive. It's, it's 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 I always see people who've had it and they and they seem to regain their weight or or they're always vomiting, or they have diarrhea issues, or you know, all those things are yeah. not true. They're not true. That's what I heard uh, and
0: I've said a couple of those. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you did. Yeah, yeah. 100% the whole invasive thing. That's why I was scared. Mm -hmm. So the
2: funny thing is, so invasiveness. So I actually did training. My fellowship is in minimally invasive surgery, Mm -hmm. MIS. That's -hmm. what we're trained in. We're minimally invasive surgeons. In other words, we do it laparoscopic, which is the little tiny incisions that I'm sure the majority of you have had Mm -hmm. out there listening or will have. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, it's not more invasive. If I were to line up 100 of my patients who've had sleeve, bypass, revision, whatever, Mm -hmm. they lift up their, their shirts, they all have the exact same incisions: <laughs> two inner near the belly button, and then two pinky size incisions out to the side. So I use the same four little wow. tiny incisions with all of it. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think
1: that, um, and I remember when we were in the OR and we watched your do, you do the bypass. Mm-hmm. We both were like, "We wish we had just done the bypass." Yep. Wow. Like, we That's both, an admission. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we both thought we were both like that was not as scary as we thought it was going to be. Well, and we can admit that we were wrong. We're like, yep, that's not at all. Wow, like that was. Yeah. And I kind of
0: wish I did because mm-hmm. um, like we've said before, Four is that I wish I could have just got a little bit less. Like just mm-hmm. got that way when my twelve pounds that I gained could just be at a different level. Because mm-hmm. I know the bypass I could have lost just probably it's like twenty pounds more, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Cause like I only got to 179 was my lowest. And so I'm like, I feel like I could have got to 160 with the bypass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I but. feel
1: like the just the acid reflux. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I should have just done I did not want to do the bypass. I was like totally against it. Mm-hmm. And so my surgeon, uh, Dr. Thompson, she was like I I can do the sleeve because your reflux is under control. But I had GERD, I had like it was painful. Like I would be hunched over because it was so awful. Oh no. And then I then it kinda kinda got controlled. And so then I did the sleeve and now it's coming back. Like mm-hmm. there's times where I'm sitting in the car and I have to like stretch back
2: because I can feel the pain mm. and so there's two different reasons why reflux occurs mm-hmm. so the one reason is that as you get heavier mm-hmm. your weight pushes on your stomach which mm-hmm. then kind of pushes on your diaphragm and causes things to reflux back up so it's, it's sort of that if you think of the phenomenon of pregnancy mm-hmm. and, and when the baby grows you get these you know some mothers get a lot more reflux mm-hmm. people say oh that must mean there's a lot of hair on the baby yeah, <laughs> <but>, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's really it's like a no it's like kind of a it makes sense i mean the baby's just kind physics. of pushing on your stomach mm-hmm. yeah it's just kind of like physics <laughs> and, um, here is as to why it's happening now so some people will mm-hmm. actually like you experience mm-hmm. you start to lose weight it starts to take the pressure away mm-hmm. and next thing you know your reflex is better and this is great mm-hmm. now um we talked about this on the sleeve complication but at the end of the stomach is the pylorus you have a skinny stomach that closes it can pressurize in mm-hmm. other words things that sit in your stomach they can be driven it kind of mm-hmm. pressurizes it back mm-hmm. up and the way that you can really diagnose it is either by doing an upper GI swallow mm-hmm. study, mm-hmm. which is done in radiology. Again, you drink contrast, they shoot an x-ray, and we see if the contrast goes in or does it go back up mm-hmm. and to what level, what what severity. Mm-hmm. And the second way is you can have an upper endoscopy, mm-hmm. which is where you um, a, a, typically either a gastroenterologist or maybe your bariatric surgeon themselves mm-hmm. will go down with a camera or a scope down into your esophagus and into that stomach, and they can see, is there any irritation? Is Mm -hmm. there a hernia? Mm -hmm. And again, a hernia is when the stomach, which should be below the diaphragm Mm -hmm. in the abdomen, has herniated or gone up Mm -hmm. through the diaphragmatic hiatus into the chest and is now sitting next to the heart which is why it's called heartburn again because your stomach oh, should be in your abdomen no so when the stomach was like is up in your chest and it's next uh-huh. to the heart you're like wait, just have my am i dying of a heart attack or is my stomach like making acid here and it shouldn't be here yes like, that oh. kind of thing oh, oh.
1: oh that's bad that's real bad, that's yeah. real bad. oh my gosh
0: <laughs>
2: i'm having pain
1: right now so i'm like because which one are you having on monday i am having the swallow test nice too. yeah so i'll do the swallow test and then she said uh after that if, the, if it, that doesn't show anything or anything, then I'll do the endoscopy, so. I'm
2: curious. You should do, almost do, like, an Instagram Live of your results. It's like, okay, the reveal is. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did some videos when I went back in, and that was really weird. Yeah. Like, being in the, the surgery center again, mm-hmm. and, like, not just for a checkup. Like, I was in there for, like, to see if I need a pr- another procedure. And yeah. that was really strange mm-hmm. because I was like, no, I'm supposed to be, like, done. Yeah. yeah like, I know. Like, why am I – I mean, I love being in there because all the people are amazing. But, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was it was different. It was a different feeling. Well, it's something interesting. So
3: I pulled up the um, American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. Mm. Um, their trend, the last one, it looks like they have is from 2018. And sleeve is still, like, climbing, just mm. climbing, climbing, climbing. Mm. But it looks like – gastric bypass has really plateaued mm-hmm. which could mean it's you know starting to rise mm-hmm. but what's been rising is revision so oh. like if you look i don't know, you can see it's like the bottom blue line it was like oh, re- it's starting like, to go it's up. starting to
1: really like go oh, wow. up wow. on the revision which you know that's because it's usually a few years out right that you start to get exactly. the, the reflux and everything so if you had your surgery in 2018 you know by 20 2020 mm-hmm. you're starting to experience yeah. that that heartburn feeling or mm-hmm. that pain in your chest. Uh, because I'm almost three years out. Right. Yeah. So I'm like right in that space where it's going to start mm, bugging I me. I know.
2: I know. I Sometimes I had not seen my patients in a while and I'm like, uh-oh. And, and that's another thing. We were talking a little bit earlier about going to the ER mm-hmm. and uh, hoping that people, um, you know, you're not wasting anyone's mm-hmm. time. I have to always, if you come out of the blue three years later, mm-hmm. you come into my office and you tell me you're having reflux, mm-hmm. Why would you lie? Yeah. yeah Why right. would you? So I have to always remember, like, you know, like sometimes it's just like human nature to be like, eh, "This is not bad." It must be bad. Mm-hmm. You're taking time off of your work, your mm-hmm. life, your job, your everything. You're driving there, you're going there, you're making an appointment. Mm-hmm. It's and it's an inconvenience. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna like look. I'm gonna like review this thing to the mm-hmm. best of my ability to say we well, got to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. If you feel so compelled to come here and get it checked out, I
1: mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that because when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune diseases. I thought I was crazy Mm -hmm. and I went to so many uh, doctors and none of them could tell me what was wrong with me because I'm like, well, I'm having flu-like symptoms, but it's only for like a day and then I'm better or I'm having really painful hands and they were like, well, but you're a photographer, so you're holding a camera all day. So it makes sense that your hands would hurt. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was, I don't think of that. A that, that. Oh yeah. God, this oh. phone hurt so bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, when I finally got somebody to refer me to a rheumatologist, mm-hmm. he did the tests, and I came back in and he was like, he, he confirmed that I had three autoimmune diseases and said that wow. it was like one of the highest levels he had ever seen. Wow. And he had been in the business for 20 years. And- he was like I'm I'm surprised you're standing here. Mm. Like crazy. And I the the like emotion of feeling not crazy
2: mm.
1: oh. was so much because I was like okay, finally I have an answer. And mm-hmm. yeah, the answer sucked, but I had an answer and so yeah. I no longer felt crazy. The unknown is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you don't want to feel crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like going into a doctor when you don't really
2: need it. Mm-hmm. Like I know. And I talk all the time about my infertility journey and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I I struggled for like three, four years, mm-hmm. all the things. And finally, they kept saying, you need to have a diagnostic laparoscopy. Mm-hmm. So... I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. So when they came out, and then they they saw like I had all this endometriosis. There's different staging. It was like stage three or four. There's no. They're like, I, I mean, it's like in your tubes. I don't think they're going to be able to get pregnant without mm-hmm. it. I remember, even though I just came out of surgery, like we found something. I remember being so euphoric mm-hmm. because it was like, oh my god, like yes, an you're, validated. yes. you're validated. You're validated. You're. But why do we feel that way? And and I'll tell you. I mean, not just a bit of a shameless plug on us and what we do. Yeah. But but. I don't think that way about my patients. When people – you know, if you Instagram message me and you're out of the blue, mm-hmm. I will give you my best opinion I can. Mm-hmm. Hannah does the same thing mm-hmm. with her nutritional advice and how mm-hmm. do we, like, cater to – like, if you're Travis Barker and you're a vegan and mm-hmm. here's, like, tips and tricks and right. customize – it is so important that you find a program out there, my friends, mm-hmm. that, that you feel like – they are going to be there for you for the long haul. Yeah. You need that. And we, we talked a little bit about this on an Instagram Live I did with Kristen on um, bariatric meal prep the other day. We, we were just talking about when you look at like the data, like we have to report it to that national database. Um, and even we look at things like weight loss. So I look at the national levels of weight loss and I look at um, my own personal and, and, my, and my partners in our program's weight loss. Ours is a lot lower. And it's like, so are we doing a better technique? it's mean, probably all the same like are you like are you is it some magical like ivy flus in the hospital or some clinical pathway that you did that did it no it comes down to the mental stuff and the mm-hmm. and the support and, and 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 providing a very nurturing safe community where you can mm-hmm. feel vulnerable yeah. to share your struggles mm-hmm. and to be listened to mm-hmm. that's what you need to find
3: yeah yes and I would say even from my end like I spoke with a woman last night who was one of your first patients here in Orlando mm-hmm. and she's like she's like I'm doing really great and I've got my you know, follow up next week with Dr. Dovak and everything. And she's like, but I might still make an appointment with you. And I'm like, great, do it. Like, even if you're not struggling or you're like, maybe there's some other little things that I'm not thinking of. Like, Mm -hmm. you also don't have to let yourself get to the point where you're like, you know, totally struggling or I'm gaining Mm -hmm. weight or, you know, like this, that, the other. Check in with us. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's my job like that's what I do day in day out like Mm -hmm. I talk to you guys and if you want to talk to me about like what your kids are doing in soccer like sure I'll talk about that (laughs) too you know like one guy was giving me wedding photographer recommendations like you know it's just like those funny things but it's this human connection Mm -hmm. and I think that's really and that's such a dietitian thing as well I mean I was come from dialysis was my previous Mm. job and that was the biggest thing. It was like half the time I wasn't talking to patients about their diet, but the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we were getting better results from Mm -hmm. them because they were listened to, they were felt. And Mm -hmm. that's honestly like, I feel like so many people think, you know, healthcare providers are just like, they're in and out. And we're, a lot of people are busy. You're busy, Mm -hmm. Dr. Dovek, like your schedule is jam packed, Mm -hmm. but like, that doesn't mean we don't care. And it doesn't mean we're not listening to you. And so I think bringing those problems to us Mm -hmm. before they reach that level Mm -hmm. of like, it's a problem. Mm. Like, come
0: and talk to us because we want to help. Well, mm. and if you think about it, you guys wouldn't jam-pack your schedule if you didn't
1: care. Right. There would be an there open be schedule. No, yeah, there would be yeah. to yeah. put on yeah, there. Yeah. Exactly. You'd be like,
0: peace, I'm in Florida. We're going to the beach. Well, <laughs> like, I, I
1: can't tell you how many people we, have messaged us and said, my provider isn't answering me or I don't feel comfortable going back or I've got this question. We'll be like, message Dr. D. And they and that, do, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm like, she'll answer. Yeah, Because you're needing some type of answer because you are feeling unvalidated.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And it's so it's so awful. But interview your surgeon. Interview your surgeon. Go visit a bunch. Yeah, Or just contact Dr. D. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Now, Hannah, I got a question somebody wrote me on Instagram mm-hmm. a few days ago. And I, I love the question. And I would Ooh. love your perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So the question is what do you consider to be someone that you know beforehand? Like, what do you think are the great traits that will make them the most successful? Ooh, and yeah. and to that... What do you think will make them have a successful appointment with you? Like, should they, like, journal and all that kind of stuff? Like, what do you think is great when they bring this? You're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. My
3: favorite is, well, one, people that are willing to talk to me. Mm. And um, this is anybody, you know, some people just, they they show up. I'm on, I'm all virtual. So Mm. they show up and they're just, like, sitting there. Or the screen (laughs) is pointed to the ceiling. (laughs) Um, So show up show up prepared ask Mm. like I love people asking me questions I can sit and plan a a talk with somebody all day long Mm. I can give you an outline of like this is what we're going to talk about today and these are the things I want to go over um but some of the best conversations I've had with patients are one where they're just like well what about this well what about that like Mm. ask me because I don't know your entire life story Mm. um so just knowing what you want to know is super helpful mm, because okay. some people also like we use the Nutri program that's all online. Some mm. of them have, you know, I talk to them in various stages of them going through it. So some of them are like, oh yeah yeah yeah, I already learned about the protein. Like you don't need to tell me about the protein because I already read about it. What I want to know is, you know, what are recipes? What are mm. what are good products? People want product recommendations oh, all the time. Oh my yeah. gosh, um, and, even, I have, and I have and I have not tried all of the proteins, guys. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I think that that's the person that that is going to be successful is that they know what they don't know mm. and they're willing to make changes now mm. that's the other thing mm. people that are willing to make changes prior to surgery and i'm not saying you need to go and lose 20 pounds mm. you don't need to be you know you are struggling with weight loss anyway i'm not going to mm. tell you you need to lose more mm. weight on your own because mm. that's the issue you've had this yeah. whole time and that's why you're with us right mm-hmm. but you know, making the changes, making this, and it can be the small steps. It can be the walk for 10 minutes. It can be, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but the people that are willing to make a change prior to surgery are the ones who are going to be successful with making changes after mm-hmm. surgery. When I feel
0: like if they're way more honest with you. Oh my gosh. That's the other one. Right? Honesty. Yeah.
3: Don't lie to me. I'm not judging you. Yeah. Yes. I am, mm-hmm. I
0: am no
3: perfect human Same. and I have no judgment to you. Same. This is my education. Like so, yes, I might know a little bit more yeah. than you. That's, again, That's it's my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think like, I would want that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, again, yeah. coming from from my background, like, patients used to be like, I'm going to be honest. I've been drinking sodas. And I'm like, thank you for telling me mm. because otherwise I'm trying to solve a puzzle that I don't mm. have all the pieces exactly. of. Yeah. And, That's perfect. Like, give me the pieces. So then we can solve it. Mm-hmm. So then we can find the root of the problem. What do we need to
1: change? Well, I, I, I think it. it's hard also to admit those, those things, so, like, okay. saying, like, oh, I've been drinking soda or I've been eating a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm.
2: It's hard to admit mm, It yeah. is because well, you feel like a failure. You're like, why did I sabotage myself? Exactly. Like, what am I doing? Like, you're a loser. You are you should be ashamed. It's, it's, there's a lot of shame, but you have to to cut it you, know, you, just, you, yeah. you just you just have to just stop the the, the stuff with yourself and just be honest and like, you're right yeah. you have to you have to know yourself to improve yourself and you have to help if you want help we're here to help you but yeah, yeah. Be exactly open to it. Well, yeah, well, when you
0: say it it becomes real exactly that's too. that's, that's true yeah too.
1: we had a message the other day and i um, and she was saying how she's been eating a lot of sweets or not mm. not things that she knows that she should be eating right. and i was like hey just because we had the surgery didn't erase the food addiction. It didn't erase the the constant need to fill ourselves right. with that food. Right. So it's okay, and you're admitting it to yourself. Yeah. Like and you, that's how you can make. You a know that there's a behavior problem because. Oh, what did she say? Oh, she had some chips at a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and then took a drink of water. So because she knew it would wash it down and she could eat more. And I, she was like, I've done it a, mo- a couple times. And I was like, but you're admitting it mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Like you're saying it out loud and you know that there's a problem. Right. So and that's when I said like it doesn't erase the food addiction. Mm-mm. Well, and it doesn't erase the our culture that we live in mm-hmm. either. where I mean, we're bombarded with food constantly mm-hmm. and food is
3: necessary to live. Like yes. I'm never going to tell you not to eat yes. anything and that's that's what makes food addiction Mm -hmm. so much different than Mm -hmm. alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. or if you uh, smoke Mm -hmm. cigarettes or Mm -hmm. something like that. You can live your life without those things. Mm -hmm. Food, you can't. We can't just not eat. Now, Soylent would probably have you believe another thing. But, like, (laughs) um, (laughs) that's not a plug for them. I (laughs) I do have a question for you.
0: So, like, when we have these complications with bypass, Mm -hmm. what what kind of diet does that look like? Again, I think it just goes back to the
3: basics. It goes back to, like, Let's see. Of course, you know, with complications, I think go to the doctor. Like she is the expert in the anatomy Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so once you've figured out what the problem is, Mm -hmm. and that's really what it is, too. What is the actual problem Mm -hmm. and what diet changes do we need to make? Does somebody need to maybe go on to lower fiber for Mm -hmm. a period of time so they're not causing stress? Are they drinking Mm -hmm. carbonated beverages? And that's Mm -hmm. what's causing the problem. And we need to cut those out. Are they, you know, doing some of these other things? So I think it's it's Yes, it's going back to the basics, but it's also like, let's figure out why this complication is happening so that we can
1: find an individual solution for you. Yeah, yeah. you'll set yeah. up a plan and be like, okay, this is what this you need to do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I know we have to hop off really, really quick, but I want to ask you about the resorption. Issues with bypass.
2: So, so, the, so the big thing about malabsorption is in terms of you are we are bypassing some of the small intestine. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that are absorbed in different places of the GI tract. Okay. So in the first portion of the GI tract is called the duodenum, mm-hmm. and in this particular part of the small intestine, the first part of three it goes duodenum to jejunum to ilium and then mm-hmm. into the colon, the right colon, and then around and ultimately the rectum and the anus. But the duod an important is where divalent cations are absorbed. That is calcium and that is iron. So that is why another, um, we've talked about this previously, but just to remind you that you must at least separate Mm. the two, the calcium and the iron, by Mm -hmm. at least two hours because they compete for absorption just the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you're taking iron, at least a minimum of two hours before you take your calcium citrate. Okay, Hannah, what do you think about um, any specific recommendations in terms of just interesting anatomy pearls. Well, or I think everyone thinks B12
3: because it's the mm-hmm. stomach and, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's something to consider. But, again, it's all going to be in those multivitamins. And that's what mm-hmm. I said earlier. Like, you're taking the double dose of the multivitamin. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be taking a higher dose to cover for the fact that we're, we might not absorb all of it. Right. We mm-hmm. know that some of it is not is just not going to go through. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, pee it out, excrete it somehow. Mm-hmm. like. That's fine. So that's yeah. why we take more. And and I think that's really it. So just and, and getting your labs done, that's mm. the other big thing. Check yes. for deficiencies. Go see your surgeon. You know, mm-hmm. have your annual appointment with the surgeon or the advanced practitioner or mm-hmm. whoever you – or even your primary care doctor. They
2: can pull labs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, nothing yes. wrong with them. They can pull a lab. That is an awesome point. You know what we need to make? We need to make, um, this will be such a cool graphic that's going to go viral. We need to make, you All guys right, make it on camera. I'm on it. I know. <laughs> Actually, she's creative, too. I'm, Ooh. I'm, like I said, I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm not as slick anymore with my ever. stuff. Old Ladies oh, on <laughs> This old lady, here she is again. Nobody, oh my gosh. I, Sit down, girl. Oh, no, <laughs> nobody's saying that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what we need to do is have a graphic. That has exactly the labs that need to be ordered. So Mm. if you take, if you go to your PCP right now, your primary care provider, if you go to them and say, I would like you, you know... I don't my my surgeon isn't even practicing anymore. What have right. you? Yeah. And you say I need labs. A lot of times they're like, I don't really know which ones. And they wouldn't even mm. understand like we need PTH, which is how you look indirectly oh. for calcium levels or we need um you know vitamin B12. And even though normal range is like 230 to 1100, we as bariatric providers think that a deficiency is less than 500. Mm. So even though it may appear up your labs are great, they're normal, you need that number to be over 500. So right. it, you just need um, there's certain nuances, so we should um, we should make a little thing. Yeah, We that's should pin good. it, and so that way everyone can just easily take it, and then mm. anyone can order yeah. the labs. It's just a simple recipe. If it's yeah. between this and this, you're good. If it's above or below, okay, this is how we we're going to adjust it. Right, cool. yeah. I and love remembering
3: it. Yeah. to do it regularly. I love that because you idea. can do it once and then never do it again for five or ten years. Mm. And. Exactly, What's and by regularly yeah. means yeah. a
2: minimum of every year. Yes. And if you have a lot of deficiencies, you should get them. You, you start to take the supplementation to help to, mm-hmm. um, you know, mitigate that. And then you ultimately do the labs again to make sure right. that the treatment plan that you are on is actually, actually effective. So about right. six months, every six months,
1: if you're having an issue, or if you're having three? an issue,
2: yeah. I mean, it depends on the d- degree. Yeah. Like when you said you had vitamin D deficiency, I was like, I wonder what it is. So the normal, <laughs> the normal range for that is thirty to one hundred. Okay. Almost everybody we oh, see was, is in the twenties. I was. Oh like, yeah. Were you a single digit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay that's my
3: dialysis in Chicago patients were like fours it was oh, wild yeah. it was like so a, yeah. th- it was
0: like a three or four yeah.
2: okay that is absolutely horrific <laughs> yeah. so that is something that um that sounds alarms more so than if it was 29 Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 29, I will tell you to get over-the-counter vitamin D3, little soft gels that are 5,000 international Mm. units or even like 1,000, 2,000, fine, cheap, over-the-counter, fine, go for it. Mm -hmm. But Mm. you are on a prescription string, 50,000 international unit per day amount, because if you're in single digits with your vitamin D, Do not pass go. Do not do anything else. Go (laughs) immediately, immediately over to your provider and get a prescription strength. Go to your pharmacies and and start it ASAP and get more compliant on your vitamins, please. I, I
0: felt the difference really fast. Yes. Like it was insane. It yeah. was pretty intense. So is there anything left to talk about for complications, Dr. D?
2: So, I mean, there's so many little nuances that that little random things can happen. The internal hernia is very rare. I just want to say that again, that it happens one in every 200 bypasses wow. roughly. Okay. So, and just to put into perspective, the people who need um, sleeve to bypass revisions mm-hmm. is one in 20.
1: Wow. So it's,
2: um, it, you know, it's when you think common. about it, it's more common um, compared certainly to the bypass. Um, there's acute complications, which we didn't really get into, which mm-hmm. includes some some similar things as with the sleeve, including like leak. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also have um, longer term an ulcer that can perforate. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that on the complications one. Um, and then, you know, there's other little things that could happen right after surgery, little mm-hmm. wound infections, urinary tract infections, atelectasis, okay. which is when you're not taking deep breaths mm. so the little bases of your little tiny airways at the bases of your lungs could collapse um Ooh, it man. sounds it sounds well, it we sounds should
0: do number
2: three of all the acute yes. Stuff. yeah yes we should do another one guys yeah. yes you want it uh, comment below yes yes, right. yes. go to right.
1: the website leave us some comments we always love hearing from you guys and uh, getting your questions uh find us on instagram facebook wherever you want to do um we've got hannah she's on mm-hmm. facebook or on instagram now and of course dr d's on instagram you know you're all following her (laughs) and if
0: you guys want to join our uh, support group that we have where me and Kelly are in it personally we talk to you all day long go to patreon.com forward slash OSLP and pick the tier $7 or higher if you do the 10 one though you get a personal video from me and Kelly every week. Every week. week. Wow. Every week.
1: And it's and like we, an insider 20 minute. Yes, it's, yes. We talk about our lives. We mm-hmm. talk about random things. Yeah. The, the last one, I don't even... It was so random. It we was were just so like, random. Bla, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's and it's fun because you get to see an inner side of like, what's going
0: on with Exactly, us. So. exactly.
1: And the benchy, the winner's bench, because we are changing the term. We don't like loser's bench. No, we do not. So right. we are all winners. So we fondly call them benchies. Mm-hmm. And it is a fabulous group full of just... Very supportive people, and no question it is off the table. And we just love them so much. So, yeah. And if you're a guy, you can still join because we have Jeremy in there. Yes, we <laughs> have our resident boyfriend. That's right. <laughs> and, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And he comes in and he talks to all the girls, and he knows that we call him a resident boyfriend. So, I love it. Periatric yeah, yeah, boyfriend. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, all right. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, thank you for out with us. awesome. Yes. yes. And, and we will, we love you guys. You guys. And, and we and will see you next time. time. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and
0: we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios, because he provides our music and our recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.